Welcome to Life Point Plus, a program dealing with marriages and family. We are so glad you're listening. Here's your host, pastor and teacher, Gary Moore. Welcome to Life Point Plus. I'm your host, Gary Moore. When we closed last week's broadcast, we were talking about what Dr. Harley says is a man's second most important emotional need, relational companionship. So let's continue with that discussion. What happens when your favorite recreational interests don't match? Usually, you know, you don't begrudge each other to have your own recreational interests. But the danger in this lies in the two of you simply growing further and further apart. Dr. Harley says that this common pattern at its worst can lead to an affair and divorce. The wise couple will avoid this trend in their marriage or correct it as soon as it begins. In fact, Dr. Harley says that when he counsels married couples, that he can't emphasize too strongly what a mistake it can be for spouses to have independent recreational activities. Instead of making steady deposits in each other's love bank by having fun together, the couple with separate recreational interests misses a golden opportunity. They spend some of their most enjoyable moments in the company of someone else with the distinct possibility of building a love bank account with that person. When spouses are not each other's favorite recreational companion, not only do they risk losing their love for each other, but they also risk falling in love with whoever turns out to be their companion if it's someone of the opposite sex. It's Dr. Harley's position that if you want to have a fulfilling marriage, your favorite recreational companion must be your spouse. Well, some of you may be thinking, well, that's not a problem for us. We do lots of things together. Others of you may be thinking, we're just too different. And besides, he simply won't give up his golf or... She absolutely must continue her book club on Tuesday afternoons. When Dr. Harley encounters this type of pessimism, he says, Imagine that around each of you is drawn an invisible circle encompassing all of your recreational interests and sources of enjoyment. There are thousands of them, some you know about and some have yet to be discovered. Within each of your circles, there are hundreds of recreational interests that overlap. You both enjoy doing them. From the hundreds of overlapping interests, you need to find only a few because you won't have time for all of them. Once you say find mm, five or ten activities that you both enjoy doing together and spend all of your recreational time together, you'll become each other's favorite recreational companion. To help couples, Dr. Harley has created what he calls his Recreational Enjoyment Inventory. It's a list of 125 recreational activities with space to indicate how much a husband or wife likes or dislikes each one. Ratings are from minus 3, very unpleasant, to plus 3, very enjoyable. Couples can add activities to the list that are not already included and rate them as well. When the list is completed, it may include as many as 200 activities each with an enjoyment rating by both husband and wife, with the activities that have been rated enjoyable, at least a plus two, by both husband and wife identified. This exercise usually produces a list of 10 to 15 activities both spouses can enjoy together. He then asks them to schedule in the coming weeks each of these activities into their recreational time. Some of these choices will be things he may like a bit more than she does, and vice versa. 
But in every case, they will both be depositing love units as they spend recreational time together. Eventually, they settle on about five activities that they both enjoy most. By the way, if you'd like a copy of Dr. Harley's Recreational Enjoyment Inventory, send me an email, pastorgary at cloverdalechurch.org, and I'll send you a copy. So let's be real. No one can do everything he or she would like in life. There's just not enough time. So every person's recreational time amounts to making choices among enjoyable activities. Well, why not select those activities you both enjoy and can do together? It usually happens that when a couple draws up their master list of mutually enjoyable activities, there are many surprises, some activities that neither have ever experienced before. They simply sounded like they might be enjoyable. Other surprises are activities that the couple didn't realize were mutually enjoyable. They both thought the other disliked doing them. But there's another surprise that couples often face, finding that something they are already doing together is unpleasant for one of them. What do you do with that activity? Initially, engage in only those recreational activities that you and your spouse can enjoy together. You can eventually participate in activities apart from each other. But until you become each other's favorite recreational companion, it's Dr. Harley's position that you must spend all of your leisure time together. His assignment of engaging in only mutually appealing activities is not a summons to misery and deprivation. It simply means considering your spouse's feelings when selecting a recreational activity among those you already enjoy. Why should you gain at your spouse's expense when you can gain together? Dr. Harley says there are a host of reasons that spouses should discover recreational activities they can enjoy together. For one, it reflects the care both spouses should have for each other. If one spouse sacrifices his or her enjoyment, it means the other is willing to gain at that spouse's expense. Whenever a sacrifice is made in marriage to please one spouse, at that moment, one spouse doesn't care how the other spouse feels. A second very important reason to discover those activities is that they stand up over time. Whatever it is that both you and your spouse enjoy together, you're very likely to do it again. Do you want more affection? Well, express affection toward each other in a mutually enjoyable way. Do you want to make love more often? Make love to each other in a mutually enjoyable way. Do you want more intimate conversation? Talk intimately with each other in a mutually enjoyable way. And when it comes to recreational companionship, if you want to spend more of your leisure time together, make sure that you and your spouse enjoy the type of activity and the way you engage in that activity. A third important reason to become each other's favorite recreational companion is that it ensures deposits into each other's love bank, especially his. Think about it, guys. Some of your best feelings occur when you are engaged in a recreational activity. If you share it with your spouse, you associate those good feelings with her, which sustains your love for her. If you share it with another woman, you lose an opportunity to sustain your love for your spouse and risk developing love for that woman. Dr. Harley says that many spouses, particularly husbands, find this assignment hard to put into practice. 
Just the thought of giving up their favorite activities like hunting or football causes depression to set in for some men. That's understandable since most men need recreation in their life to keep going. They use leisure time activities to recharge themselves. Still, Dr. Harley encourages these men to try his plan for just a few months, reminding them that he has not told them to give up recreational pleasures. He simply advises them to include their wife and choose activities they both enjoy. It's not a matter of giving up all the pleasures of life. Instead, a man must simply replace his old pastimes with some he can share with his spouse or make her a part of the ones he already enjoys. Dr. Harley cautions that in making the changes, a wife should be alert to the possibility that breaking a recreational habit can put some men into a state of withdrawal. He may miss it terribly at first. She may wonder if she's made a big mistake. She didn't mean to force herself on him, although she wants his companionship too. Halfway through their first activity together, she may want to tell him to return to an activity he's left because she feels guilty for taking him away from something she knows he truly enjoys and deserves. But eventually, Dr. Harley says, he will come to enjoy mutually appealing activities even more than those he could not share with his wife. This is because she has an easier time meeting some of his other basic emotional needs, such as sexual fulfillment, when she becomes his favorite recreational companion. If, for one or both of you, an activity fails to be enjoyable after the first time or two, don't give up. Give yourselves time to adjust and to try new pastimes. Take the time required to gain some skill. You may have some difficulty accommodating these changes, but you'll find the rewards for your marriage well worth the effort. It's been Dr. Harley's experience that couples that limit their recreational activities to those they do together make tremendous gains in compatibility. They also deposit tons of love units in each other's love bank. Well, you know, in previous broadcasts, we talked about Dr. Harley's suggestion that you spend a minimum of 15 hours a week giving each other undivided attention. You'll recall that the context of that recommendation was intimate conversation, so you may have left with the impression that you should talk intimately to each other for 15 hours a week. But talking isn't the only way to provide undivided attention. In fact, the intimacy that results from undivided attention is usually achieved when a combination of four emotional needs are met. The top two emotional needs of most women, affection and intimate conversation, and the top two emotional needs of most men, sexual fulfillment and recreational companionship. It's no big surprise that women define a romantic experience differently from men. For most women, a romantic evening meets her emotional needs for affection and intimate conversation. An evening dinner, dancing, and a walk in the moonlight filled with expressions of love and stimulating conversation. Men, on the other hand, find romance in sexual fulfillment and recreational companionship, watching football on TV with sex during halftime. Neither perspective on romance works very well for the opposite sex. Prior to marriage, most men and women combine all four needs into a romantic experience. But after marriage, spouses get lazy and want to take shortcuts. 
Well, our time's getting away from us again today. We're going to conclude this conversation next week, and we'll also be looking at her third highest emotional need, honesty and openness. Have a great weekend. Talk with you next week. God bless. Thank you for listening today. This program is brought to you by Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like to reach Pastor Gary, please email him at pastorgary at cloverdalechurch.org. To know more about the church, go to our website at www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thanks for listening and be blessed.